Hey guys, thank you all for subscribing and sharing my podcast, Nothing More, Nothing Less, where we have the most uncomfortable conversations, you know, everyday life. If you haven't already, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Follow me on IG at NMNL Podcast. Again, that's N-M-N-L-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, 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 everyone. It's me, June E. Victor, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nothing More, Nothing Less. Now, I know you've heard of Speed. He's been on my past podcast episodes, my brother. Um, We're going to call him Mr. Speed from now on because today we have his wife, the beautiful Mrs. Speed. Hi, everybody. Oh, my gosh, Junie, that's a a big introduction. I forgot to fill those shoes. <laughs> well, it's, it's the, the beautiful. Truth. Oh my goodness. It's the truth. I, you know, sometimes I'm not, you know, sometimes people mention to me, oh, who is Speed? He has a nice voice. And every single time I cut him off and I'm like, wait, listen, he is married. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good work, sis. Good work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So today's episode, well, it's an interesting one. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to title this one, Dear Karen. Mm. I'm sure everyone knows a Karen or knows about Karen and knows that Karen has has several faces, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But most times, the Karen that we're talking about would be a woman of the Caucasian, (laughs) do Mm -hmm. you say descent? Mm -hmm, (laughs) Caucasian mm -hmm. descent. Mm-hmm. So, um, more recently, we've been seeing in social media all around videos of of Karens just going crazy, going off on all types of people, not just African Americans, some Hispanic people, and just different. I, I I just don't understand what's going on, and is it something in the water? Because right now we're seeing it a lot more often than usual. So mm-hmm. that's going to be the topic at hand today. But first, let's go ahead and start with our questions, okay? Are you ready? All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm ready. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and randomize these questions really quickly. Let's get it started. Mm-hmm. Okay, so question number three. If you had the chance to sit and speak with Karen, probably in a Starbucks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> What would you ask? Oh, that's a good one. What would I ask Karen? Hmm. I would probably ask her when she is, when she is or when she did whatever, called the police on a person of color, what was she trying to accomplish? Mm. Like, what was the intent? What were you trying to accomplish? And the reason, can I explain my yeah, question? Yeah, go for it. The reason why is because what I noticed is not all the time, but a few times where when Karens are being called out on social media, they come back and apologize for their behavior. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, well, we know they just apologize because people putting them on blast. However, I feel like when you ask someone a direct question, it almost makes it more difficult for them to like, you know, kind of swivel out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I was acting straight up, like, what were you actually trying to accomplish? Like, what, what was the purpose of that? What was the intention? 
Because um, I think what happens when, with their apologies, of course, is watered down. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, or I didn't understand. I didn't know all these other things. But you had something in your mind right. when you made that phone call, when you threatened to make that phone call. Right. And I specifically would want to know about the police calls. Not, the other stuff I think is relevant, but I feel like because that can literally threaten a black person's life, mm -hmm. it makes me wonder like, how would they answer that question? Because that'd be kind of hard, I feel like, for them to get out of it. I, I kind of feel know. like the, the, I don't know if this is like the basis of everything, but maybe it's, it has a lot to do with embarrassment. Mm. Mm -hmm. they, it seems like they're going through stages and levels while they're being recorded and you can see it in their face. Like the mm -hmm. stages, <laughs> yeah. like first it's like, oh my God, this is happening. Then it's like, oh, let me do what I usually do by um, false, uh, falsely accusing this person. Oh, they got it on camera. Let me just continue because I'm already in this path. I, I, I just don't understand it either. Yeah, it's almost like they almost have to commit to being a fool. Like, you know, it's like, I'm making a fool. I might as well commit and go all the way to it. Because if I, I don't want to be a fool and be embarrassed, I'd rather just be right. a fool and then be embarrassed later kind of thing. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's probably part of it. It's probably, I mean, there's more to it, I'm sure, but that's definitely a place to start. Wow. Okay, so the next question. Question numero siete, number seven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Is naming a white woman or white woman Mm -hmm. with erratic actions counterproductive no i think it's super productive because we need to name them and they need to we need the, the public needs to see who these people are so um if we don't name them and don't even though i know the memes are supposed to be funny for example the karen memes and stuff like that mm -hmm. whatever names we give them even becky like all those names that they give people like you know to kind of represent a certain type of person I mm -hmm. think it's important because I think people, you know, it kind of makes people pay more attention, I believe, mm. um, versus just kind of like, oh, okay, I told you a story about somebody named, you know, Jenny or whatever the case is or um, whoever. So I feel like having the names, I think, makes people stop and like pay attention to what's going on, especially when it's like connected to people that act similarly. It's kind of hard right. to ignore it. Yeah. Right. And I do agree with that. It's it's funny. It's funny as heck when you hear the word, the name Karen. Every single time it's like, oh, another Karen, another Karen. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I do feel that if we continue to name them Karen without even saying the actual name, it may just be all uh, 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 just lost in the sauce. So mm -hmm. I do think, like how you just said, it's is mm -hmm. awesome to pay more attention. Um, people naming them Karen makes the masses pay more attention to these individuals so that makes complete sense but we also mm -hmm. do need to make sure that we're um putting their names out there so that the embarrassment continues i see so you're talking about their their actual name so they right. know who they are that's true i guess the, the karen stories i've read that have been like um that take national attention i've in the articles or the videos we find out who their names are anyway so mm -hmm. I, but i never i never thought of it that way because it's probably going to be some that kind of gets missed because mm -hmm. you know, people don't pay enough attention because there's just so much it can get flooded with oh another Karen another Karen exactly. um, so I, I didn't think of it that way so I guess that's another another yeah, side of it you put two minds together and we create something great <laughs> magic magic <laughs> okay. magic okay black magic <laughs> <laughs> okay so the last question is actually the first question and the question is do you think white women are in a unique position to use their privilege to help our, our movement Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Very interesting. Yeah, I feel like in a unique position to help the black. I guess we're saying Black Lives Matter or Black right. people or person. Um. Hmm. I guess. So I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm having a reaction to the question because it's almost like 
I feel like they're the one, they're part of a big part the of the problem. problem. Yes. So it's hard for me to be like they're they can be part of the solution. Now, they are what they call white allies or allies of people who like support persons of color movement, black people, whatever. So so yes, I think they can and I think it can be helpful, but being a black woman, Haitian woman, whatever, and seeing all the things that they're doing, part of me is kinda like, I want your help. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but I know for the bigger, you know, the bigger goal, it's better if you have more people to support and help it. I will say that even though we can like accept them as white allies in their unique position, I do think that can help. I feel like it because we know their track record and their history, same thing like white men, we almost have to like keep a side eye on them. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you can't mm-hmm. like fully trust it because oftentimes what tends to happen is they do it for their own um, vein or like for their own... Mm-hmm thing to say oh I helped this black person or I did this thing or whatever um just so they can say that they did it so I think when it is when we do accept it I think it's just kind of being cautious about where right. is it coming from is it genuine um and not to say if it's not genuine it doesn't mean it can't help don't get me wrong right. but I just think that we don't want to get like you know fall into the trap of like thinking that yeah that it's it's more than what it is I guess if that makes sense no, so yeah, that, that completely makes sense because with anybody like if you bring someone new into your life you always have to have your guard up especially in the very beginning or continuously throughout the whole entire relationship because you never know when some because people people think of themselves first so mm-hmm. yeah they can help out as much as they want to but there's going to be a time where it's either you or them exactly <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point yeah. so I do so I, I think the clearest answer to say yes they are in a unique position but you know we've all been through a lot as black people and it's hard to sometimes trust i guess that's what i'm looking mm-hmm. for trust mm-hmm. their help so that's kind of where the first part of trust, my comment trust came from. is trust is big and mm-hmm. in that com- community we, we it's hard to do that yeah exactly and even so i'll just add this one piece even so mm-hmm. much as far as like uh, our vulnerabilities so like even like being like opening up let's say emotionally too like i have i've had experiences where i've had um you know, people at work who have, you know, been in my uh, supervisor at one point or another who are, you know, Caucasian or white. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they kind of want or elicit for like your black vulnerability, almost like wanting you to like share with them, like, oh my gosh, like how, how are you doing with this? And how are you feeling? And all sort of stuff. And sometimes it's kind of like, even when you tell them like, no, I'm good. I'm okay. Like they almost like kind of still can be invasive. And it's almost like, well, why do you want to see that? Because me being a, for example, a heterosexual woman and someone talks about something in the lgbtq community i might ask hey are, are you okay how are you doing but i'm not going to continue to ask you like waiting for you to cry so sometimes i get that and wow. maybe because i work in a predominantly white um kind of profession or location or whatever mm-hmm. and so i think like when those things happen they almost like look at you to represent like whatever their fantasy of what it would be like to talk to a black person and really see but they don't understand that every black person is different we're not going to all respond the same That's nor true. should we nor would we necessarily trust to share that with you in that moment so I think you know with all that it's kind of difficult to again trust them I guess you know and so they may be like oh no I'm coming from a good place like I really want to but if you are you would understand that it's hard for me to talk to you about it (laughs) that part that they miss and so that's like a smaller example of helping right they can help by like listening and supporting their you know their black colleagues or you know friends or whatever the case is not necessarily on the national social political level but maybe on an individual level and that still for me it feels like difficult because you're like oh i don't know what you're gonna do with this information <laughs> like right and the, that thing, type of stuff. and the thing is like when we when they do ask the question some of the questions is, is it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. like it's very blatant the answer is very blatant but do we have to 
take the time to sit with them and say, hey, this is what's going on or this is what's happening? Or should they take it upon themselves to do the actual research Girl, and figure it out? So that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah, we want them to be involved in certain aspects, but when they come to us with certain type of questions and stuff, do mm-hmm. your research. Exactly. Like, it's not my job to educate you on racism, something that your, you know, community created. Like, like I didn't mm. make this up. Like, you, your group made it up. So why are you asking? It's almost asking, it's almost like men asking women to explain to them about women's rights or feminism or why they want to have, mm. you know, whatever. Like, we don't have, this, that's so funny, and I'm just going to say this part as we move on, but it's interesting that we have these discussions around Black people and the Black movement helping white people understand and all these different things. But we never have the same discussion with any other group. That's like true. we never ask gay and lesbian people to t- explain to us why, why they upset. Like right. we never talk to like women and be like, cause it makes sense. Guys- exactly. It's all connected. But for some reason with black people, it's like, they want us to teach them not to be racist. And it's like, I what? I just like- don't get it. There was, um, I was on um, IG the other day, Instagram, and there was um, a young girl who wore a shirt. Let me see if I can pull it up so I could get the right reference 100% because she for some reason they told her that she had to go she was suspended from class or something like that because of the shirt so the shirt mm-hmm. says let me see um she's a black little girl it says mm-hmm. all lives can't matter until black lives matter and mm-hmm. she was sent home mm-hmm. but this is the thing this is the biggest thing is that the all lives matter movement doesn't make sense because if black lives were taken out of the equation i'm sure they'll have a, a issue with a different a different race or a different type of person or whatever, a Mex- the Mexicans. Like, mm-hmm, you know, it just doesn't, mm-hmm, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. It's, for me, I think it's, they're making a mockery. You know what I mean? Of course, of course, definitely. It just doesn't make sense. So whoever, in my opinion, and I'm sure in your opinion, whoever mm-hmm. promotes the All Lives Matter movement cannot believe that Black Lives Matter is... Mm-hmm. Exactly. I they just can't. They just can't, put, um, they just can't believe it. But, okay, so... Moving on to the Karens of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, I think social media is both a gift and a curse. But in this situation, this time frame, it seems like it's the driving force behind exposing the thick line between someone who truly believes that all lives should matter, including Black lives, and a person who essentially makes a mockery of the Black race. Mm-hmm. So there's so many videos exposing so many. the Karens of the United States. And it's cr- and you mm-hmm. know what I also seen? That mm-hmm. there are some YouTube videos with people from different countries making fun of the U.S. because of the Karens. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. I did not know that. Oh there, there's a video, I have I to find it. There's a video, and specifically now because of the, um, the pandemic, with all of these Karens taking off their mask and coughing on people. Yes, I, I heard I heard about that one. So That's it's not crazy. it's not even only them screaming bloody murder, but because now their rights in their opinion have been taken away because someone is forcing them or mm-hmm. the whole race or whatever mm-hmm. to wear mm-hmm. masks and mm-hmm. they don't want to. So because of that, they're like, oh, okay, so I have a condition. I have a condition. I can't wear a mask. And you're saying all of that using all of your breath, where if you really did have a condition, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't be able to say all this. And the next thing that you do is turn to someone's face and cough in their face. I'm sorry. That's so disgusting to me. Like, any of those type of things is just disgusting, very degrading, just 
Ugh, I hate stuff like that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's disgusting. And to be honest, coughing in, in someone's face, like, I think, I mean, I think it's assault. Yeah, I, I see what you mean in terms of, especially if, you, especially if you're sick, you know. <laughs> like, exactly. if you have something, I see what you mean. Yeah, it should be. It should be. It's almost like, this is an extreme example, but it almost mm-hmm. sounds like when people who are in, um, who've been, uh, diagnosed with AIDS like people mm-hmm. that would like have sex with people even though mm-hmm. they have it so that's an extreme case of it but the same thing like you know you're sick or you have some type of illness and then you're like purposely passing it on to people right and I feel like if you don't have it and you're doing it that's almost like again extreme word but almost like causing terror on that person does that exactly. make sense so like so whether you're actually doing it or you're pers- acting like you're doing it to me is you know it's still a big situation it's a big thing that's disgusting. And even if we didn't have this pandemic going on, why would you cough on someone? It's the same equivalent yeah. to spitting on someone. That's disrespectful. Exactly. Exactly. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And I'm but, sorry, I have not yet to see any black videos of any black people coughing on nobody. Yeah. They might be they might be some true. out there, but I still have not see. <laughs> see it because in, in the black I'm sorry to say this, but in the black community, like I feel like we're a, a more clean clean. Is that Okay to That's say. what you mean, like more, um, like hygienic, like having more hygiene, better hygiene, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I would say this. So we can. That's a, a discussion. I think probably for another podcast. But <laughs> for hygiene and co- hygiene and culture, right? Um, but I, what I will say about the coughing is it kind of goes back to the entitlement piece, which we can probably get into mm. further in the in the meet in the meeting. Is that for black people? Black people don't care what other people do. Like black people mind their business. Like unless you're gonna come mm-hmm. in their space and do something, or you're like a relative or a friend or somebody that's like literally in their life. Right. It's it's rare for a black person to just see somebody do something and then like react to that person as if they're doing something to them. If that makes right. sense, right? So right. like a, a white person can see, and this is so many videos, probably Karen videos and Todd videos, all the videos <laughs> of like, you know, a person of color, a black person doing something, and they walk up to the person. And have a conflict about what that person is doing with their time, maybe on their own property, maybe nothing to do with their stuff. And it's like they take it upon themselves to police the situation, whether that's just them or actually calling the police. So I think for me, the whole, you know, coughing thing or doing any of the stuff like on somebody or doing it's like they have an entitlement that I think black people don't have. So I think definitely hygiene is part of, you know, something we could talk about. But I feel like that's probably where it mostly deeply comes from of like they just you know, America has given them the permission to do stuff like that, pretty much. Right. And going back to the hygiene, I know since you, we brought it up, I, I just have to mention. <laughs> you gotta go there. I, yeah, I have to go there. And it's, uh, hopefully the, the white um, listeners out there won't be offended by this. So I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. But mm-hmm. I was watching like, I think it was the, the Ellen show or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. And they raised a question I don't know if you've seen this either, but they raised the question okay. that when 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 people take baths or showers or whatever, mm-hmm. do you lather your legs? Mm, okay. I saw that. Like, I, it's a fact that that unless they were playing, I don't know, and I don't know. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it, it was the Ellen talk show or like the Ellen I sitcom? Think, and I don't want to put that. On, I don't want to put that on Ellen because maybe maybe it wasn't even Ellen. I just know that it was a white woman that asked the question i don't know if it was on the ellen show it wasn't ellen that said it i don't know if it was on the mm-hmm. ellen show or maybe ellen had a clip that she showed you know how she does no. her little thing yeah but someone asked someone else do they lather their legs or cl- basically do you clean your legs do you yeah, yeah. In, your, in, your, in your shower your bath <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. well i'll say this i've never seen that but there are different because that's why i said the hygiene thing probably 
cultural hygiene could be like an episode, I guess. But um, so things I think would support that maybe difference is like when I was in college or whatever, I went um, to college in Tallahassee at FSU. And so um, a lot of time what we will see is like when, uh, you know, the Caucasian uh, females were drunk, wasted or whatever. For some reason, they, they would always, you'd always find a few of them like walking down the main street, which is Tennessee Street, with no shoes on. Like, they would what? always be barefoot. Like, Listen. always be barefoot. Yeah, it would be, like, like midnight to 1 a.m. Like, the club closed at 2, so, like, probably around that time. Oh but I would never God. find a black woman, unless she was, never. like, you know, unfortunately, like, homeless or something like that. But if she's just a regular college student, like, you never find this walking around barefoot. So stuff like that, I would say, like, you know, like, different. Okay, we got to talk about one more part, then. If you're going to bring that up, <laughs> college life, I have to bring mine up, too. Okay. okay. So this was my freshman year at UCF. And I was taking a, um, I think it was a English course or something like that. So <laughs> we're in class and I noticed, and this is like an 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. class. So mm-hmm. either you took a bath before you came to the class mm-hmm. or maybe you didn't and you just rolled out of bed, but there is no reason why your feet, the, the underneath your foot should be black. Yeah, I know. It's that's a thing. I don't know. I've seen so many. Unfortunately, I've seen so many white women like that. I don't know. Like, I think I don't know. I think okay. This is what I'll say about uh, maybe black people. This is, we can we might have to take this part out because we're going too long on this. But I I do think there's probably something to say for the cultural difference of it though. Like, um, and maybe it's the fact that you know a lot of us Haitian, Jamaican, or all different types of cultures. Like we live in you know countries or places where like you you kind of have to like right you have to like really take care of yourself because mm-hmm. you don't have the luxuries of like mm. you know the same things that america has so i think in my mind like i think it's kind of where it comes from is like the fact that we kind of like we need to be on point because we don't have the luxury of just kind of just chilling and just okay tomorrow i'll do that no like you're gonna take a bath you're gonna eat you're gonna get the food like everything's like on yeah. schedule like you have to really be on top of self-care and take care of your family and your friends so i think that's kind of where it comes from is just the fact that like we didn't have the luxury in those times i think to just be chilling and like not taking care of ourselves in that way versus what a great have the way to spin it <laughs> versus if you have the resources like yeah you can roll out of bed and do it at, at any time you know what i'm saying so right i don't know we could probably research that at some point <laughs> maybe the next time we, we get on this uh, um we'll talk about it but okay so going back to um the karens of the world i remember before the time where we we named um, these erratic um, mm-hmm. women, Karens, there was a, a recording that I saw on Facebook and it was an old lady. Um, we're going to call her, for the sake of this video, old lady Karen. Okay. okay. <laughs> Very simple, straight to the point. Very simple. They never named her back then and I couldn't find the video now, but I remember old lady Karen and I guess she was sitting on her porch of her apartment complex and this is like, um, she, I guess she was on the first floor and um, like the porch had like a screen or whatever. So she was sitting mm-hmm. on her um, front porch, I mean her back porch. And then I guess there's a black man and he was, I don't know if he was walking his dog or just walking around the complex, but he lived there. He paid rent. Like he would, he had every right to be in the complex walking around if he wanted to because he paid rent. He should be enjoying the benefits like everybody else to walk around freely in the complex. Mm-hmm. The lady, the old lady starts screaming, right? Mm-hmm. He's assaulting me. He's assaulting I I, me. I think I remember that video. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. And then a little bit later, she's like, he's raping me. Help. Oh old lady Karen, probably 79 years old, I in think her I remember porch that. 
with the door closed. It was not like he was <laughs> up at her, her window. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's raping me. What? Oh, my God. I think I remember that video. That's, that's like, horrible. And to, to even think of something like that, there's probably so many other things that we are missing out because it's not recorded. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not recorded. Thank goodness for today's day and age of social media and people actually taking out their phones to record some of these things. Because before, whenever there was like a fight that broke out or something like that, I thought it was pretty silly to pull your phone out instead of like helping or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now, and nowadays, we have to pull our phone out because this is the only re- this is the only way that people will believe that it's happening. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's crazy. And now that they're believing that now, now the people who are acting this way, they're looking crazy. They're looking mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, I think some of them have lost their jobs or like have yeah. like business has gone bad because of it. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, but that that helps to elicit for not I don't know the words elicit, but that helps to get it helps them to experience consequences. I guess what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. so, like before they would experience probably any at all and now the community is saying no you have to be held accountable and responsible for your behavior and this is how not only putting you on social media but also not supporting your business or you know mm-hmm. if your boss sees it or whatever they'll fire you from your job well like all those different things and i know probably for them they probably and i'm thinking like as a karen they probably feel like it's harsh because all they did was dot 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 but right. i think because they have the privilege to not think about how their actions affect other people then of course to them is going to be like, all I did was dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. Like, but for black people, we have to often think about how our presence, not even our behavior now, our presence, just mm-hmm. being in a room with people who do not look like us, mm-hmm. how that affects that person, mm-hmm. which therefore, how does it affect me and how I need to adapt or change or whatever. So that in itself wow. is just, like, I remember I seen a meme not too long ago. It said something like, if you never had to fight for, I think it said something like human rights or civil rights, then you have privilege. So if you think of pretty much, you know, the white male, Caucasian, or Caucasian is white, white male, I guess straight, heterosexual, like all those identities put together, not to say that like, they haven't course, had white struggles. Women, yeah, they haven't, they haven't had their own, ex- I wouldn't even call it struggle, they have their own challenges of life. Challenges. Yeah, but as, a, uh-huh. but, as a, but as a group of people, they have privilege, right? And same thing with white women. Yes, they're women, so they don't have the privilege of you know, the patriarchal part of it. However, there is power in their womanhood because they are white, because right. white men back them up with all, you know, whatever. Now, whatever's going on in their community as far as their, you know, female gender with their counterpart male, white, mm-hmm. you know, gender, like that's their stuff they have to deal with. But as far as like two black people, right. they have privilege because that their whiteness almost supersedes their womanhood in terms 100%. of- if Yeah, if they're around, you know, black people. So, you know, that's a whole- interesting thing there if you really think it goes deep it goes real deep it goes real real deep and it's sad that we're constantly having to think about making everyone else comfortable Mm -hmm. that's the thing Mm -hmm. like what you just said because i'm sure that in their heads as they're going on in life they're just thinking about the laundry list of things they have to do for their kids or Mm -hmm. or i have to do this but they don't have to think about oh who's gonna be at this place and Mm -hmm. am i gonna have to deal with someone a certain way or mm-hmm. are they going to look at me? Am I going to get pulled over? Or if mm-hmm. you know, like certain things, they're not going to have to think of that. And, so, and, and can I ask mm-hmm. you a question? Yeah, of course. So 
I don't say I can't say how many times, but maybe I'll, I'll ask it this way. You can answer. However, how many times have you been in a situation where you had to either go on a job interview or something professional mm-hmm. and you had to think about what to do with your hair, oh, not what to do with the, your hair until like, oh, how do I want to style my hair? Yes, not, oh, all the time. Outfit, but like, how is my hair going to be perceived? I guess is what I'm saying. All the time. Even, you know what? I would love to go to work with a fro. Just mm-hmm. with, a, not even a twist out or something like that, just with a fro. Mm-hmm. Because that's the equivalent of someone, uh, someone with straight hair just wearing their hair down. Exactly. It's the exactly. equivalent. But we Same can't thing. do that. Actually, I did wear it that way one time at work. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, oh, you have to do something to your hair. Do you want like a hair tie or something like that? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like, seriously? Like, okay. It's big because my hair, it's very full. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of hair. So maybe it lo- I look like a lion. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, I'm proud of my hair. You know, I went natural. Yeah, should be. September. What what year was that? 2013 or something like mm-hmm. that. I went natural, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. for a reason. Like I didn't want to to have the relaxed hair anymore. I didn't want to mm-hmm. have that look anymore, and I felt like it was damaged. Yeah, see, as and damaged as I was. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Well, you're gorgeous. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank you. But what I will say, so same thing. So like with with white people and their hair, they don't have to, th- again, they don't have to think of those things. Nope. They don't have to think about it. So for them, they may feel like their little transgression, which is a minor, oops, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. Right. But no, like your little mistake can and probably has impacted some person of color's life mm-hmm. that even to death, you know what I mean? Like when it comes to like police and stuff or anything that they tell a white person, oh, you know, this person did something to me. Like, come on. Like, and I think whether they admit it or not, if they really sit with themselves, they know exactly what they're doing. That's like my question in the mm-hmm. beginning about what were you thinking? What were you doing? Of course, they wouldn't probably tell me to my face. Right. But what I will say is if they really sit and think and just be with themselves and their thoughts, they will come to that point. If they may not want to admit it on the surface, you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't want to feel bad about themselves, the whole white guilt crap. But <laughs> if they're really sitting thinking, you know, you know what you're doing. You know, you know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And also going back to the hair, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about clothes as well. Business professional okay. clothes. Because if you wear a regular business dress, a curvier woman, which is most likely to be an African-American woman, wouldn't look appropriate according to the to the masses but if Mm -hmm. you have someone that doesn't have those curves wear the same exact dress Mm -hmm. they won't have an issue i remember there was a situation uh, a a teacher uh, a school teacher that had on a professional dress but because her body was banging you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it didn't Mm -hmm. look appropriate and Mm -hmm. i can understand why they would say that but it's unfair Mm -hmm. it's unfair that we have to think about everything that we do Sure. See, and I would even, ch- I didn't see this person, but I would even challenge that statement that you said as far as like, you can understand. I mean, you can understand yourself. I get it. Mm-hmm. You saw the person. But I, I think that it's all the way of how we were socialized to look at something or something or people, I should say in this case, right? Mm-hmm. So in other cultures, there's certain parts of people's bodies or whatever that they um, value or they kind of like, you know, kind of see as a positive thing, right? And so... Right. For us as Black people, even though I know you know you and I are Haitian, but we're still Americanized, so right. we still have some of those things, unfortunately, that we have to kind of right. work through, where the standard of beauty, again, another privilege point, the standard of beauty is white women, and they are traditionally, you know, thinner, maybe don't have as much curves, or not that they don't have any, but in comparison to, in right. general, they don't. And so I think, you know, looking at, you know, a Black, per- a black woman's body versus a white woman's body, 
yeah, we can say, oh, I understand why, because the short's a little bit higher. However, it's how we choose to look at that person. I know it kind of sounds crazy, but if we were to go at a blank slate and not mm-hmm. have any of those preconceived things we were taught, then it would just be like, it's like, a body is a body. Of, exactly. So there's parts of the world that don't even wear clothes. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's how we see the body. It's not that's that the body doing anything wrong for being a body. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like that's true. And I'm sure see. she worked hard for that body too. Exactly. to keep it up I wouldn't I want that body <laughs> exactly so I would definitely agree with what you're saying in terms of like in how we see it here like in mm-hmm. America but in general like if we were to take that away and just see people for who they are and how they look like it wouldn't it shouldn't be an issue you know right. what I mean it shouldn't be so right so the last um point is um before we we complete the um the episode because I'm having a great time but Again, we don't want an hour-long episode. Oh, <laughs> it, oh I, <laughs> listen, I would love to. And you know, this happens all the time because I have two other episodes an hour long, and like I was having fun, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having fun here too. But we well, got to um, be back for a part two or something. We have to. We have to. So the last um, one that I want to mention is um, how do you feel about gun toting Karens? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Gun toting Karens. I think guns. Okay. You know what? You know what? Let me say this. I'm with it. You know why I'm with gun toting Karens is because it, it takes away the picture of white women being victims. (laughs) There's this historical thing about, you know, white women are victims and they're, they're virtuous and they're, you know, their virtues have to be protected by white men. And even back to slavery, like even back to the point of like, you know, black men were seen as you know seen as over hypersexualized and those type of things mm-hmm. and they had to be the white women like say the slave owner's wife had to be protected from the black men's slaves when you you long behold it was the slave owner himself raping you know the black yeah. women's slaves and so it's this it's a psychological thing that they have done from the beginning of you know uh, black people in america from slavery to now where we see things in a certain way including the fact that including the the view that white women are victims or white women right. are I don't want to say victims, but, but you know, well, actually, their 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 womanhood like they can be victims in that way. But they have they guns. Show me who you are. <laughs> but this is the thing: they can act like victims. Act like yeah, uh, act are. like victims. But to be honest, they're I'm not saying all of them, but the Karens, no. the Karens, Karens. Yeah, you know, there's some some great um, white women, but of course, but the Karens out there, they're erratic. They mm-hmm. freak out. So mm-hmm. picture uh, an erratic woman. Holding a gun. For me, in my opinion, these gun toting Karens need to go somewhere because. No, of course. <laughs> I get you on that. I get you on that. I don't. Yeah, I, the victim situation. I don't know about all that because they're they're okay. So, did you hear about? Um, I think it's um the two people were Mark and Patricia McCluskey. Um, mm-hmm. they lived in um St. Louis, and they mm-hmm. were the two um married couple that was holding the guns while the Black Lives Matter protesters were walking through um, to, to visit the mayor. Do you remember that? I didn't, no, I, didn't, I don't think I remember that. Okay, go ahead. So basically the mayor of St. Louis, um, she exposed or publicized some of the addresses of some of the um, activists in um, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So because of that, the Black Lives Matter, um, the Black Lives Matter um, protesters went to her gated community, got into the gated community, community, and they were protesting to her residence, right? Because okay. Of mm-hmm. But there were these two individuals, a man and a woman, two white people that were holding guns, just guarding their houses. 
Mm. You didn't see that? No, I don't remember seeing that one. Okay, oh so God. then there's another one. So mm-hmm. did you hear of um, that lady who um, pointed a gun at a 15-year-old at Chipotle? Girl, where have you been? You see, you have the baby. I understand. There's a lot going on. First of all, what is wrong with these Karens? This is horrible. Listen, I'm I like, think I'm they're sh- mutating. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in shock because I'm like, what? What's yeah, happening? I think they're mutating because first it was, you know, regular, oh, yeah, they're assaulting me. Now they're defending themselves with guns. Okay, so I see what you mean. Okay, and so let me let me go back to my original statement. The reason, so I do, I don't think erratic people in general, including Karen, should be having a gun. But I get that because that's people's lives. The point I was trying to make is the visual of seeing a Karen with a gun mm. shows because they're not as uh, weak or victims as I they were portrayed to be historically. Mm. So that way we can mm. see, like, okay, you. So let's let me see who you really are now. Kind of like, okay, this, this is who you really are. So you're not trying to. You're not as you know, oh, woe is me, damsel in distress, right. or whatever, white man come save me from these black people. You know what you're doing, again. So I think that's kind of the vein you I was talking about. You spoke on it without knowing these two stories. <laughs> yeah, so I apologize. So, I no, got it. In real life, no, we don't want people erratic with no guns walking around. So yes, for sure. So what I'm going to do is, um, whenever I post this video on Monday, I'm going to also um, put those links in so that anyone can see those videos. The first one um, for Saint, the St. Louis video, it literally, the, the, the way that that white woman was looking at those black people were, mm-hmm. she looked like a demon. Number one. Yeah, I bet. Number two, the situation with the girl at Chipotle. At first, I felt bad for the white lady because they were really, because ta- what, ha- okay, so what happened in that particular video, I guess they were at Chipotle. And then she bumped into the 15-year-old, maybe by mistake, maybe not mm-hmm. by mistake. Who knows what it is? And the, the child was upset, and she recorded it, and she was like, you have to apologize. And the mother also um, was upset with the lady, saying you have to apologize to the 15-year-old. So right there, it escalated. But I don't know how hard she bumped the kid, or maybe it was mm. a mistake. But the mom was getting in her face and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like, you have to apologize or whatever. She tried mm-hmm. to get in her car, but at that moment, she should have left. Mm-hmm. 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 And she should have left, and then it would have been deaded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She got out her car. She had the gun. You should have seen her, and the oh devil was in her eyes, too. And so, see, in the, mm-hmm. go ahead, I mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I, all I was going to say is the, the biggest thing between both of these stories is controlling their emotions because they end up escalating the, the situations by doing that. But, but, but see, that's the thing that for me, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep bringing back to these same points, but mm-hmm. I guess uh, it's hard to see these images and these memes and stuff like that without thinking, for me, without thinking about the bigger picture and how it's all connected because mm-hmm. it's like, we can make jokes about it. We can be disgusted. We can be all these things, but it's coming from the same place. It's coming from a place of entitlement, yeah. of privilege, of racism. Like it's the same thing. Because if any, first of all, if that ever happened to in the reverse, the police would have been called first Man. quarter. Like the people that work in that uh, establishment or whatever would have called. So the fact that she felt like, okay, because black people had to survive by you know moving a certain way right i'm saying acting a certain way whatever again we don't have that privilege to just do whatever we want without something happening to us historically so the fact that they she feels like or she thinks she knows that she can get out and use her gun and just do whatever and point it to a kid's face you know what i mean like i I don't know something that just makes me upset like i don't know because i have a son now hearing the story just makes me like uh 
but yeah. it really boils me because it's like this is insane and I know that we we're I like the fact that I love your podcast in terms of it has a lot of layers to it because we're hitting like different points and you know lighter points and heavier points but I don't mean to end it on a heavy note but that stuff is really like it's just I don't know I don't have any words for it and I feel like if we when we have these discussions as a community whether it's like cross-cultural or just the same culture people we have to at least make these points that this is yes you know something we're dealing with today but this is not new stuff this is just that right. just coming out because we have videos and stuff like that too facts. Emmett Till's Emmett Till's accuser was a freaking Ooh, Karen that's facts. the worst Karen of that I know of them all like and she came you know back saying that she did it was not true was false after she already said it was so it's like yeah. oh no the, the rape was false yeah she admitted that what she said was a lie mm-hmm. probably many years ago and mm-hmm. the poor kid 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 mm. kid was Baby. killed by the U.S. government Baby. I don't mean to yell. I'm sorry. Like, it's just like, again, I, I have a son, y'all. I'm sorry, but it's like, it's hitting me different. Like, it really is hitting lot. me different. It's hitting 20, me different. 2020 is very heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. But I, I think it's important for us to, you know, I also saw something that said something about how, like, these memes and stuff like that gives us, you know, humor to deal with the pain as Black people. But yes. we do that all the time. We use music, we use dance, we use jokes to deal with. It. And I think that we can't lose that because that's part of who we are. But I, I'm happy and so happy that we have these discussions on a deeper level as well across the board not just you know the academics or you know the older generation but you know the younger generation too like we're having and i think it's important to call these people out and let them know like we see you like we see you like, we see you we, we see, we see you. you we see you. You. And, you know what i'm saying we, ha- we literally have to do that like right it's crazy it's so do crazy. you have any last words for um karen oh for karen i see you <laughs> That's it. I see you. Like maybe ten years ago, five years ago, I didn't see you, but I see you now, Karen. Even before the memes came out, I was seeing you. I didn't call you Karen at the time. I but when we saw you then, but too. I see, but I see you then. I still see you. <laughs> so for my last words, dear Karen, we are extremely tired, especially in 2020. Please admit fault when you are wrong. Please think twice about screaming assault when you haven't been touched. Do not cough on anyone during these crucial times. That's actually assault. Darker skin should not make you feel threatened. So please keep your guns tucked away. Sincerely, your pen pal, the not so angry black woman, just completely exhausted. Mm. <laughs> Can I co-sign? Can I co-sign okay. that? Yes, Mrs. yes. Speed? Mrs. Speed and Mrs. Speed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, this was a great topic to have. It's so short, but it's so much fun. Thank you for having me. We'll have you on another episode. Okay, no problem. (laughs) Again, it's me, June E. Victor, and thank you for telling a friend. Bye!